When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 7. Episode titled Show Me the Love. Chapter titled Chapter titled. Yeah. <laughs> Starting the last season strong. Uh, I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And this is the final season of Boy Meets World. This is insane. It's crazy. Um, when we started this podcast, I remember thinking, um, we'll never finish it. Not like, Not like we won't get to the end, but like it seems so far away that it was impossible. But- it has been far away. I know, but it doesn't feel like it. It is It is so weird because, like, we've been doing this for years now. Mm-hmm. And we have friends who started their podcast, like, at the beginning of the pandemic. And they're not that far behind us. It's true. Well, they're consistent. We're consistent. Ish. Ish. Um... Anyway, how have you been, Tanya? Have things been better around the house, around your life? I think so. Has it been a better 2022, week two? Week two has been better than week one, for sure. Um, I agree. I thought you were going to ask me something else. No, I figured you were going to finish like talking about how your week has been. Oh, my week has been pretty good. I finally got a full week of work, which was good, Mm -hmm. and... Um, because with snow and hospital visits and all of that, it was a little up in the air there for a while. And, uh, so that was good. And I got to see all my friends at work, which was great. And, um, we watched a lot of what we do in shadows lately, which has been very, very fun to do together. And I've read a lot of Yeah, I never saw it. I never, I've never seen it. I didn't even know what we do in the shadows has um, existed. It just, Tanya was watching an episode and I was like, what is this? And it's like a super popular TV show that had a mildly popular movie associated with it. And like, I had no idea. And now you do. And how do you feel about that? I think it's fantastic. It's such a good show. Like, it's just, it's it's not like... Oh my god, I can't believe like we have to watch this. But it's like I've had a long day. Let's watch this and unwind. Yeah. Like it's it's great for that. I think it has the elements to it that like The Office does when it comes to unwinding. Yeah. And it's like if The Office and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a vampire baby. That's uh, true, but they do, I think. They do have a vampire baby? Uh-huh. It's Nandor. <laughs> it's true. It's it's a really fun show, and it's a really good way to unwind, and it's so nice to have that with you. Aww. Aww. You're being sweet to me on the microphone. I've been sweet to you a lot. I know, but no one could hear that. We had this day today that was a really weird day, because it started out where I was like, well, I'm going to take the kids shopping with their Christmas gift cards, and that's like the only thing I'm going to do today, and then I might go get dinner with my coworkers because they're all going out to dinner. 
and I'm off today. So it started out like, oh, I can just like lay in bed and watch Station Eleven, which by the way is another thing I've been watching and that show is phenomenal. Like so good. Not it's not a good unwinding show. Not at all. Um stressful. Like I haven't even been watching it and it's stressful to have on in my room. I and I don't find it that stressful. It's like slow enough um and kind of nuanced enough that it doesn't feel very stressful to me. Um, and I think that's on purpose. Station 11 is a show that started filming before COVID. It started filming in 2019. And it is, um, basically about a flu that wipes out humanity and it kind of jumps back and forth between time periods. So like before the flu hit and, and different periods of time after the flu hit. But ultimately, as far as I can tell, it's it's not necessarily about it's not like walking dead or or most post apocalyptic shows where it's just showing the i guess the way that humans are horrible to each other necessarily there's almost like a hope to it you've got this like traveling group of performers who go to like these little like tent villages and and perform and there's like a little bit of stress intermixed in that, but it's it seems so much more hopeful to me than other post-apocalyptic shows. And it's filmed beautifully. Um, and within the first episode, all of the characters just like pull you in immediately. So yeah, Station Eleven is really good on HBO Max. Um, but so I'm laying in bed at like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm watching Station Eleven. Alden's playing Metroid. And I get a notification on my phone that a bed frame on our Buy Nothing site, like if you guys... Uh, Basically like a Facebook marketplace, but for free free stuff. Right. And, and most places kind of have them in their communities. Um, someone in our neighborhood organized ours. Um, but this, I had commented on a post yesterday and never heard back. And so it was like, whatever. Well, she messaged me this morning and was like, oh, do you want this king size bed frame? And it's like this basically new looking mm-hmm. Ikea bed frame. It's beautiful. And we got it for free and we had to go and pick it up. And like Ikea furniture is interesting to assemble so that's how we spent the day and i felt like alden was frustrated with me for a good portion of it because i wasn't helping very much no i wasn't frustrated with that about that at all okay it felt like it a little bit but i was wrong (laughs) but we have a new bed frame and it's beautiful and it's amazing and it was free yep um have you been alden (laughs) i didn't know i was gonna get to talk um, I've been good. I beat Sekiro. Um, and, uh, for those of you who don't know, like that's, uh, made by the Dark Souls people. And I've been playing all those games lately and they're like super hard beyond hard games. And that's it for me. I've beaten all of them now and I feel kind of empty. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. It's weird that they're all behind me now, but I'll play them again. Yeah, but it is one of those things where you were like, there was like an end goal of finishing them. But just like with this podcast, you were like, there's so many, like, there's no end in sight. Well, and I like, even with that game, I I got to the end and I could not beat the last boss, right? 
And that was a game, too, that I'd never thought I would finish because it's just so difficult. I tried to play it last year and I couldn't. Um, I quit pretty early on and I don't normally quit games. Um, and I got to the end. The last boss was impossible, I thought. Um, I tried it like three nights in a row, just like two hours a night. I just sat there trying to beat it over and over and over and over and over. And like, I'm not the kind of person who like rages out and breaks his controller or anything like that. Like, I don't get that into it or, or that upset about it. So it's not that big of a deal for me. Like, I really enjoy the challenge, but I, but I definitely didn't think I was going to beat it. And then, uh, one afternoon I had like a free 25 minutes and I was like, let me just try. And I beat it. And I was like, well, that's, it's just over now. Like I thought it was going to last another week or so of me doing this every night. But but you did it. I did it. And I wasn't with you and I got a text that was like, I did, I did it. it. And yeah. I immediately knew what it was. And I was just like, congratulations. I was so proud. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, those games are so good. Like I would love people who don't normally play video games to try those games. They're really difficult. But I feel like anyone could play them the same way like you just play it and try to get better and better and better and let it kill you over and over and over again and you start to pick up like different ways that you can play it yeah. like i feel like anybody even people who have no idea how to play video games have just as good a chance as me of being able to beat them Except that for some people, like like you were saying, I'm not one of those people that would like throw a controller or whatever. I would be. Well, yeah, no, in that's situations true. like that because my anxiety gets to be too much for me to handle in a game situation where I'm dying over and over again, and dying in a video game startles me. So. I would be that person that throws the controller. <laughs> no, and that's what I, that's kind of what I mean. Like, I feel like everybody would have to get to a point where they're just like, cool, I'm going to play this. I'm going to die a lot. And that's kind of the point of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we also watch Boy Meets World. <laughs> like, I was, I had a question for you, but it, we've already talked for 10 minutes well, about Well, ask me a question. No, we'll talk about it during the episode. It's, uh, we got to start talking about Boy Meets World. All right. You know what else we watched? Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 1, Chapter Titled. Show me the love. Tanya, can you please go ahead and blurb me up? I guess so. Uh, The blurb for this episode is Topanga's parents decide to divorce and Jack and Rachel break up. Yeah, I thought this was like a super just spoiling the whole episode in the thing, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it just spoils the first, like, minute and a half of the episode. Mm -hmm. So, classroom or not, where do we start? We start in the dorm hallway. That's right, we do. Corey and Sean, they're coming back from summer break, and they're like, yay, we're back. This is so exciting. Um, How many classes of Feenies do you have? And they're like, all of them. Oh, me too. So, like, acknowledging. Right. Uh, And then Corey says, like, I can't believe I did it. I, I went the whole summer without Topanga. That's crazy. I guess she must have gone back to Pittsburgh to be with her parents. Oh, so far away. There's no way Corey could have visited her in Pittsburgh. We know. Um, That's why Topanga ended up running away from Pittsburgh. Um. Well, but at this point, they're adults and can drive and aren't in college over the summer. 
and they didn't see each other at all. Yeah, it really does seem like there was just like this blank space of their lives, which was called summer, where like nobody did anything at all. Because now we go into the dorm and Sean starts talking about how right before summer, he asked Angela to officially be his girlfriend. Yeah. So he asked Angela to officially be his girlfriend and then they don't talk all summer because like Angela went to high school with them. So Mm -hmm. you would think like they live in the same area. Also, where was everybody living over the summer? Yeah. I really want to know. Me too. Because we never know where where, um, Sean goes Mm -hmm. because he moved out of the apartment. And we know that Corey and Eric's room is the baby's room now. Mm-hmm. Where did everybody go? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's like they just ceased to exist, blinked out of existence for three months, and then reappeared. And they were like, huh, "All right, let's pick up where we left off." I asked you out. What do you say? Right. Um, so yeah, they're talking about um, uh, Topanga and Angela, and Sean goes, um, "I just, I really feel like Topanga's taking this a little bit too hard." Like her parents. Don't love each other and broke up. Who cares? My mom walked out on us when we were nine, and I'm fine. I'm and then he starts fine. like twitching, he just zones out, and uh, then Topanga walks in. Well, Corey sits down. And is like, you doing okay? And Sean's like, it's just been like, it's been a really bad year, a yeah. really bad year. And Corey's just like, well, like, buck up, like it's gonna be a great year. It's gonna be wonderful. And um, so Sean and Corey start talking about like Angela and Topanga and Corey's like, you know what we need to do? Because like they think that that they have us wrapped around their little fingers. But what we need to do is we need to play it really cool. And then Topanga comes in and Corey gets up, screams at the top of his lungs and just like Topanga and like runs and jumps at her and like. Gives her a big hug, and she does not hug him back. She doesn't. She just stands. She doesn't even like say anything. She just stands there and lets him scream and hug her. And then he like backs off, and he's like, "What's going on?" And she says, "Well, my parents officially filed for divorce today." And Sean immediately is like, "I'm so sorry. That sucks." And and um, Corey basically is like, "Okay." Well, you're back here now. We're back together. This is going to be great. And we can start planning our wedding again. And she just stares at him, blank stare. And he's like, we can start planning our wedding again. And she just stares at him. And he's like, oh, boy. And then uh, uh, Angela's also coming. Yeah, Angela comes in. Sean's excited to see her. She looks gorgeous. She's got... Um, new hair. Topanga also had new hair. Nobody addressed that. So, okay. I what? I wanted to address the way that Topanga looks. Okay. Because she looks like a little Jessica Simpson clone. She went from her hair, had like highlights and lowlights and stuff. It had like dimension to it and everything before. Her hair had dementia? Yeah. To, it's just blonde now. Just like one shade of blonde. Yeah. Her makeup is like, you know, a nude lip, which means her lips are like non-existent. Naked. Like it it's like her lips and her skin are the same color. It was very, very much a Jessica Simpson look 
from that time period. Okay. Like her makeup and her hair. She just looked like a mini Jessica Simpson. Okay. Um, Angela, on the other hand, looked so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So gorgeous. And Sean is like, Angela, I missed you. Like, what do you think about what I asked you before summer? And she's just like, well, you know, Sean. And at the same time, Topanga is talking to Corey. And she's just like, my parents are divorcing. And like, I don't want to go through that. I don't want us to go through that. Like, this is stupid. Like, how do you know that we won't go through this? And... Corey's like, because we love each other, and she's like, love only causes pain and, and all this stuff. And when she says that, she puts quotes, she does finger quotes mm-hmm. when she says love, and Corey is like, why the quotes? What do you mean quotes? Love. You don't have to do the quotes. It's love. And uh, she's like, because, and she quotes again, love doesn't exist. Um or, like, I don't know if love even exists, which is crazy. Like, her parents are getting divorced, and she's basically telling Corey, like, oh, I don't know if I ever loved you. Yeah, I think for her, she is thinking of love as things that she's seen an example of. And instead of going with what her feelings are, which kind of makes sense... For someone her age who's only been really with, like, one person since she was four years old or Mm. however old we're saying that they were at this point in the series. Um, And for her, she's seeing a lot of heartbreak happen with people who thought that they loved each other so like there is a question of like well what does what is love what does that mean and and how do we navigate a relationship and how do we know that we love someone well and and topanga says yeah love is just an excuse for people to hurt each other and then it cuts to uh, Angela, who looks at Sean and she's like yeah for people to hurt each other and Sean goes don't listen to her. She's just mad that your hair looks better than hers, which was funny <laughs> because it was true. Uh-huh. Um, and Topanga looks at Corey and she's like, listen, I, I can't marry you. And Sean looks at Angela and says, I need you not to listen to her. She's crazy. You know, what I've always loved about you is that you're independent and you make your own decisions, not based around what your friends are saying. And she says... I don't think we can see each other. Well, that's that's later. Is it? Yep. Well, she says Topanga's making sense. Yeah. She says Topanga's making sense. Okay. And then yeah. the girls leave. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and we cut down to Chucky's. We go to Chucky's and Sean and Angela are walking in. They're still talking to each other about this situation. And Sean's like... I thought, like, we had a moment, and she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, at Feeney's wedding, you know, like, I put my hand on yours, and then you pulled it away. And then I put my hand on yours, and you pulled it away. And she's like, yeah, okay, uh, whatever. And then you see Topanga and Corey are, like, arguing with each other across the room about the same type of thing. About how, like, Corey thinks they need to continue playing the wedding and not let Topanga's parents dictate what happens in their lives. And we notice that Jack and Rachel are sitting at the table. And Jack's just like, oh, hey, guys. So, and then Sean turns to Corey and he's like, listen, you need to get 
this is all Topanga's fault that Angela won't date me. You need to get her. And Corey cuts him off. And he's like, what? I need to I need to keep her happy. I need to keep her quiet. I can't do any of these things, Sean. Um, and so that's when like Jack and Rachel are like, hey, guys. And Corey's like, yes, okay. Jack and Rachel, perfect. Like, Talk some sense into talk, these women. Yeah, talk some sense into these women. Help us control them. This The whole control thing was just driving me nuts. Yeah. Um, and Jack and Rachel are immediately like, um... We broke up, which obviously it was an amicable, like an amicable breakup because mm-hmm. they're sitting at a table and Chucky's together, like next to each other and they're fine. And they're like, we're just, we've decided we need to be friends. And Angela turns to Sean and she's like, yeah, we need to just be friends. And Sean goes, I can only love you or hate you. There's no in between. And let me tell you, I love as hard as I hate or I hate as hard mm-hmm. as I love. Um. And then Eric walks in. With his full head of luscious hair just swinging around. It was swinging around way more than normal. And he's like, look at my head. And Jack is like, no, I swore to myself at the beginning of this year that I was not going to look at his head. And he's like, I, Eric's like, I am a changed person. Like, I went off on a pilgrimage and blah de blah blah And he's, like, jumping on tables and he's making a proclamation and everyone's just like, what on earth? And he steps up onto this little, like, side table and he's like, and now, like, be ready to meet the new Eric. And he pulls off a wig and he has a haircut. Yep. And Rachel, like, goes eric i i thought that this was i thought you were so attached to your long hair like you loved your long hair why'd you cut it and he's like i didn't just cut it rachel i had a religious experience i was sitting there getting my hair cut on the pony and (laughs) at this point like angela and sean left right um and Corey and topanga went out the back door Mm -hmm. to the patio and then he goes and and then I just, I felt like a changed man. And, oh, I also got a bikini wax. You want to see? <laughs> he well, starts- he says something really, really cool. Um, because Rachel had said, like, you said you were never going to cut your hair. It was like the most important thing to you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, as they were cutting my hair, I realized that the things that were important to me last week aren't important to me this week. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And and it's there's obviously like a lot to someone cutting their hair when they're having one of these moments where they're like, I need to uh, experience something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they don't want to see his bikini wax. And then he says, listen, this is the start of a new Eric. This is short hair Eric. This is the smarter Eric. And uh, Rachel goes... What are you going to do when your hair grows back? And he goes, oh, it's not going to grow back. I kept my receipt. And he pulls his receipt out of his pocket. Um, and then we go to the patio mm-hmm. outside at Chucky's where Topanga and Corey are still having the same conversation where he's just like, what What are you doing? And she's like, I can't get married. My parents are getting divorced. It's like the same conversation for probably what was like three hours in real time it would be (laughs) very monotonous and if it had been 
me and you, it would have been over in like 15 minutes. <laughs> like you our, cannot... our marriage? No, the conversation. <laughs> um, but so they're still talking about it. And Mr. Feeney walks up and Mr. Feeney's like, oh, my favorite couple um, back together. Hmm? And Corey's like, Feeney, yes, thank you. Okay. Talk some sense into her. Like, help me with this. Like, and Mr. Feeney's like, I'm not gonna butt in. This is between you and, and Miss Lawrence. And Corey's like, what do you mean you're not gonna butt in? You've butt into my life for my entire life. Like, what's gonna make you stop butting in now? I need you to butt in. I need you to butt in now. And, um, Mr. Phoenix kind of comes over and is like, you know, Topanga, divorce is hard for everyone involved. Like, you and Corey need to work this out, and it needs to not be based on other people. Well, and, and in the midst of this conversation, Topanga looks at Feeney and says, Corey thinks that love, and quotes love, <laughs> can fix anything. And Corey goes, I'm going to bite those fingers off your hands. <laughs> it was the best. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. But, yeah, Mr. Feeney has a really poignant point. Or poignant point. That was terrible. That sounds awful. It's wonderful. You did great. Poignant point. Um, Feeney says what you said, like it's, it's, this is about you and, and it's about the people in the marriage. It's not about the marriage itself. Um, and Topanga's like, thank you, mm -hmm. you know, I need to go think or whatever and leaves and Corey's like, yes, Feeney, I think we got through to her. Good job. And he leaves. And then immediately... Eric kicks in the back door and goes, Feeney! And then Mr. Feeney, like, pauses and goes, Eric! <laughs> <laughs> and Eric goes, no, 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 you don't understand. You don't recognize me, do you? <laughs> uh, he says, no, 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 it's me, it's Eric, I got a haircut. It was funny. It was. Um, and, and as they're about to part ways, Eric's like, oh, by the way, I don't have to sleep in your car anymore. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney's like, you've been sleeping in my car? And he was, how long have you been doing that? And Eric's like, oh, you know, since I got kicked out of the apartment. Um, he says, I've been waiting for you and Dean What's-Her-Face to go to sleep. And then I get in your car. And, uh, you know, it's just me. But except for the nights where I have company. And Feeney goes, you have company in my car? And Eric goes, yeah, I mean, Thursday night's spaghetti night. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney's just like, I like spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good. Uh, and then we uh, we cut to the kitchen. Anyway, Eric says, like, I don't have to do that anymore because Jack and Rachel broke up, implying that he's going to go back and move in with them. Um, so now we cut back to the Matthews kitchen. Mm-hmm. Amy and Alan are in a heated discussion. Uh-huh. Uh, because Morgan... Is 13 years old, and she has a date. Her first date. And Amy is like, I don't understand why you're acting like this. And Alan's like, she's she, she just turned 13. Like, she can't go on a date. Who said she could date? And, and Amy's just like, what is wrong with you? Like, Corey and Topanga were dating when they were, like, four. And Alan's like, well, Corey's a boy. And Amy's like, and you're a pig. Um, and Morgan comes running down. She's wearing, like, 
a pink shirt and some shorts. And she's just like, look, if you embarrass me, I will die. His name is Dominic. It's my first date. Don't do anything. And Alan's just like, fine, fine. Well, and it, he he does say he was funny for a second. He says that, um, like, and I don't understand why you have to date a boy in the eighth grade. What's wrong with the boys in fifth grade? And she goes, I'm in seventh grade. And he goes, don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was funny. But, it was really funny. But then and... Amy reiterates that he's a pig. Mm-hmm. And I was glad that she did that. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, fine, you're going on a date now, go get dressed. And Amy is like, she is dressed. And he's like, she's wearing hot pants. And Morgan's like, I'm wearing shorts. I wear these shorts all the time. And he's like, yeah, well, when you're on a date, those are hot pants. Go change your clothes. And Amy is just like, you are a pig. This Mm -hmm. is terrible. Yep. Then we cut to the dorm. The dorm room, uh, Corey and Sean are standing, or or are laying in their unfurnished beds, and uh, Topanga walks back in. Or, no, no, no. Corey is telling Sean, like, he did it. Feeney talked to her. Everything's going to be back to normal. This is great. She's going to come in here. She's going to tell me that everything's fine, and we're going to be back to uh, Corey and Topanga again. Yeah, and Angela's going to come in behind her, and you guys are going to get back together, and it's going to be great. Everything's going to work out. And then Topanga walks in. Right. Well, there's a knock. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, see, that's them now. And opens the door. It's like, Topanga, Angela, you're both here. And so, like, Topanga and Corey walk to the far end of the room. And Sean and Angela are, like, by the door. And so Corey and Topanga start talking. And Topanga's like, I think we should go somewhere else to talk. We shouldn't talk in front of sean and angela and Corey's like why like they're our best friends and you can say anything you want in front of our best friends especially since what you're gonna say is really good so go ahead say it and she says Corey, i don't think we can be together anymore and sean immediately looks at angela and he's like stop it don't listen to her don't listen to her and uh, this is this is where he says, like, the thing I've really admired about you is that you're like a strong, independent woman who thinks for herself and Topanga or and Angela says, like, we shouldn't see each other anymore. And that's when Topanga's like, uh, Corey, I'm sorry. I just don't want us to end up like my parents. And she leaves. Mm-hmm. And we. We cut to commercial and we come back. And we're still in the dorm room. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're lamenting their lives. And Sean is like, it's another bad year. Um, And (laughs) Corey goes, another bad year? Sean, it's not like we're losing our crops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Corey is like, you know what? I I just, I feel like love is like God, like... You, you know it's there. You don't see it. You can't touch it. But you know it's there because you feel its wrath. And Sean goes, well, and you feel its goodness. And Corey goes, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the apartment. Um, so we're at we're in the hallway of the apartment. Mm-hmm. And Eric and Jack are like bringing Eric's stuff back to the apartment. And Jack pulls out his keys. And Eric pulls out his keys. And Jack is like, wait, I thought... 
you gave me your key when you left. And Eric's like, yeah, but I kept a a copy in case I, you know, wanted to like exact revenge. And then he goes, (laughs) and (laughs) just doesn't like change his face at all. And Jack is upset. Yeah. Um, So they go into the apartment and there's like a stack of books on the coffee table. I guess no one's ever read a book in this apartment before because Eric picks them up and he's like, what are all these books? There's three. Mm -hmm. What are all these books? And he starts like reading the titles. Do you remember what any of them were? I know what the third one was. I only remember the third one. Yeah. He reads a couple and they're they're super well known, like uh, super book nerdy books. Book Mm -hmm. nerdy. What? book nerdy books <laughs> and then he goes to the third one and he goes malcolm 10 she must be taking a math class <laughs> arithmetic um and then you hear those are mine mm-hmm. and who is it it's topanga and angela well they were topanga's books right or were they... well I, anyway it's topanga and angela it's topanga and angela and Back off. Topanga, Give Angela, and Ra- <laughs> Topanga, Angela, and Rachel are all like standing in various spots of the apartment, and everyone all at the same time is just like, "What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the kitchen again. Yes, we do. Yep. Um, and uh, Amy is immediately like, "Yes, you're a pig," and Alan's like, "I'm not a pig. How about loving father?" Who wants the best for his daughter? And she goes, mm, pig. And um, Corey walks in. Corey walks in and he's like, I need you guys' help. Topanga, or no, she, he goes, I need you guys' help. She moved out. And Amy goes, ooh, Topanga? And he goes, no, it was, and he named some celebrity. And um, Alan goes, Oh, you're, I didn't know you were living with Topanga. Nice. And, and, and Amy basically is like, pig. Yeah. Um, And they start talking about how they were talking about Morgan going on a date. And Corey's just like, who said she could date? Who's letting this happen? And Alan's like, basically, your mom mm-hmm. is letting this happen. And they start going nuts again. And Morgan comes down. And she has, like, a crop tank top on mm-hmm. with a shirt over it. And Alan is like, what are you wearing? And she's like, it's a tankini, which is a bathing suit. So mm-hmm. just pointing that out. Um, and he's like, you can't, you can't wear that. And she's like, you told me to change. I changed. And Dominic just got here. And... Amy brings this kid through the door as they're, like, whining at her about her clothes. And um, as they're coming in, Alan is like, you just, you can't wear that on your first date. No, Alan says, you can't wear that. You need to go put on some of that unsexy stuff your mother has. And and, And Amy walks in with Dominic and goes, Dominic's here also. I heard that pig and um, the Alan starts talking about what she's wearing again. And Amy goes, listen, you need to let her have a good time on her first date. And she goes, I didn't want him to know that mom. And this kid goes, it's your first date, Morgan. 
She's like, yeah. And he goes, it's mine too. And they hold each other's hands and walk away. It's so sweet. It was so sweet. Um, and then Amy storms off and says, I hate you. And Alan says, I hate you too. And then Corey is like, what are you guys even arguing about? And Alan says, I don't know. I never know with your mother. Uh, it was pretty obvious. And then she comes downstairs and she's like, we were arguing because um, he doesn't know how to let his daughter grow up. Well, and, and Alan says, like, she's my only daughter. It's different with the boys, like all this stuff. And and Amy's like, no, I'm standing by what I said. Like, you can't have a double standard. You're being a pig. This is ridiculous. And basically they sit and they talk through their problem and ultimately it's just Alan's fear of the kids growing up and him not having anyone to control. Right. I mean, literally, because Alan then says, we still have one more, right? And uh, Amy says, yeah, a brand new one. And Alan says, and I'm still his boss, right? Like, okay. That's I guess some people just have kids so that they can have someone to boss around. Yeah. Um. And, and... They kiss each other. And Corey is like, what do you mean? That's just, it's just over now? Which I would like to remind you, this wasn't a five minute argument. This has been going on all day. Corey just wasn't there for it. Right. But also like he grew up in a house with these people right. and knows how they solve conflict because they have always solve, solved conflict this way. We've seen it since season one. Right. So he knows how they solve conflict. Well, yeah. And then it hits him right then where he's like, what do you mean? Like... You guys just, you, you figured it out. You, you you talked it out and you solved it in 15 minutes because, and then it cuts to the apartment, not the apartment, the dorm room. Mm -hmm. And Corey says, they love each other. They love each other. So that's, that's how they do it. They just, it's love. Mm -hmm. um, we need to remind Topanga's parents that they love each other. We need, somebody needs to go to Pittsburgh and remind them that they love each other. And Sean goes, oh no. And Corey's like, oh, yes, Sean. And Sean's like, you want us to go to Pittsburgh, possibly ruin their lives and ruin ours because that's how your plans go. No, thank you. And Corey says, yes. Are you going with me or not? And Sean says, yeah. And then to be continued. Yeah, we got a to be continued out of nowhere. I didn't expect that. Um... And then we go to the during the credit scene. The post credit scene in Feeney's car. We know it's Feeney's car because he sits down on the front seat. It's dark. There's nobody in the back seat until upset <laughs> Eric and Jack eating spaghetti, <laughs> um, which I guess means they were like curled up <laughs> eating spaghetti on the floorboards. I don't know. The way that they popped up, it definitely made it seem like they were like like sandwiched together <laughs> yeah. um and mr feeney turns around and eric's like here have a bite and he takes a bite he's like mm, that's really yeah tasty. eric feeds him and he's like yeah that's okay that's that's okay that's good and eric goes see jack i told you three week old meatballs were okay <laughs> and he's like oh wait that's my hair in there right yeah and that's it. That's the episode. That's the, the first episode of the final season of Boy Meets World. And 
How did you feel about it, Tanya? I found the episode enjoyable. Uh-huh. It was a much stronger first episode of the season than season six had. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely felt like I... I never mentioned who the director and writer were. Who was it? This episode was directed by David Kendall, and it was written by Bob Tischler. Is that true? I hope so. Yeah, Bob Tischler. All right. Um, anyway. Anyway, I thought it was a much more enjoyable like intro to the season than season six had. Um, it made me more confident in the season because, like, Corey was hilarious and Eric was hilarious and Feeney was hilarious. And honestly, as much misogyny was in the whole Amy and Alan thing, it was realistic and there were funny parts to it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so like my first instinct would be to be like, ew, Alan, like don't act like that. But even the best of parents act like that Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to the way their daughters dress. Like it is something you have to unlearn. Right. When it comes to that. And even now, like I know sometimes Alden struggles with it, like with Aubrey, not necessarily how she dresses, but like how she interacts with a boyfriend where like he'll say like, oh, well, you can't do that thing that Caden and, and and his girlfriend are doing. And it's just something that you have to unlearn holding your kids to different standards than each other. But um, I also think that it's an instinctual thing to say, like, when I was 20 and I was dressing this way, I was dressing this way in order to get it, get a specific type of attention. Mm-hmm. Well, as a 13-year-old, they're not trying to get that specific attention. Like, they're just getting dressed. It's fine. Like, and a dad should not be looking at their daughter's bodies that way. Right. It's just, they shouldn't. Like, I don't know. It's hard to unlearn those things. So I don't think that it was necessarily like an you thing. I think that it was a good lesson that was learned mm-hmm. and Amy held her ground and continued to enforce the fact that Alan was being a pig. Yeah. So I actually really liked that whole scenario. Mm-hmm. And Alan's thing about like, don't lie to me was really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um I hope that throughout the season, it's not just Sean being like, whoa, is me. Because the great thing about Sean in past seasons is his ability to learn and grow. Right. And if he's just sitting around going, oh, well, this last year that I was like learning and growing in and you watched it unfold and... It was very bad, but I was coping and I was learning how to cope through it. If if we get thrown into Sean as well as me all season, I don't think I'm going to like that very much. Right. Um, but the real tough part for me is Topanga. This is ridiculous. Like I mm-hmm. okay, so like I do understand that 
when you're young and you really aren't sure what love is because you've only thought you felt love with one person that you would question, like, how do I know or whatever? But to just be like, I have to break up with you now. We've been together since we were four. I did not move with my parents because I wanted to be with you. We have to break up now so that we don't break up in the future. Right. Is ridiculous. Like, they've basically been married for years. The heartache now is not necessarily going to be worse 10 years in the future. It might even be an easier breakup because they really hate each other. I don't know. I just feel like being like, I really love you and you love me. So let's break up now so we don't end up like my parents. Well, and what's her thought process there and what's her end game? Like, does is her thought process there like, we can't be together, I'll go be with other people? Or is it like, we'll just both be alone? Or um, I'll be alone and I want you to date other people? Like, what is her hope and dream there. Right. And I don't think that's ever um, solidified. Yeah. I don't know. I I worry that Topanga is going to be a really bad character this season. Mm -hmm. I feel like I remember her being kind of uh, someone that I couldn't stand Mm -hmm. in this era. But that's not going to be super enjoyable. But Corey was super enjoyable when Mm -hmm. he said that he was going to bite her fingers off. It was so funny. Yeah. I don't know. And Feeny was so funny. Mm -hmm. Like, and I love that Eric or I love that Jack and Rachel were putting on like a really amicable front after they broke up. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really good, too. So I enjoyed the episode. It's not like top of the series, but it was good. How did you feel about the episode? Yeah, I thought it was a really enjoyable episode. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, you're right. Like, I didn't enjoy Topanga, and I didn't enjoy her, her I don't know, uh, her thought process or lack thereof. Um, and I and I didn't, I, I agree that I didn't like the way Sean was handled or, or how Sean was just kind of relegated to this role of sad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, like, I remember, I, I know that, uh, Ryder Strong was kind of done with Boy Meets World at this point. Like, he didn't want to be doing the show anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he was just like, eh, whatever you guys want. Like, I'm tired of these emotional episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, Eric was fantastic. Um, um, Jack almost seemed like he hated Eric this episode, which bothered me a little bit. But... Like, then they ended up in the backseat together, so maybe everything's okay. Yeah, he definitely seemed like Eric was just like I mean, he literally, a nuisance. He literally says, because Eric is like, I'm so glad you guys are having me back. And Jack says, yeah, it was Rachel's idea. I didn't want you back. Like, why? What happened? Yeah. Um, But then they're in oh, the backseat together. Oh, well, because together. Eric caused the breakup. Oh, that's right. I guess it kind of makes sense then. Yeah. But it's still like, they're still bros for life. Yeah, but we, I mean, nobody saw each other for an entire summer. Yeah, no, so. that, was, that was very weird. Uh, but no, yeah, Feeney was fantastic. Um, I don't know. It was a, it was a really good episode. Um, like you said, there are a couple things that worry me about going into the rest of the season. 
Uh, hopefully it doesn't play out that way. I do remember that I didn't like Topanga this season, but at this point, I haven't really liked Topanga in several seasons, so probably not that big of a deal for me. What is what is a big deal for me is what Sean's purpose is this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know, we have the foresight of knowing that if this is the final season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when they announced that this was the final season when it originally aired. Yeah, me either. Um, but... My assumption is they were losing a bunch of the cast. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but I do know that uh, uh, Will Friedle yeah. was was penned to go on to be a huge movie star after this. Like, I mean, at this point, he had already done a bunch of like, um, what were they, like Wonderful World of Disney movies uh-huh. for ABC and for Disney Channel. Um, and that was a big deal. Like... The people who did movies for that were like Justin Timberlake and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, he was getting ready to make it big. Well, and I think uh, he says in his Between the Sheeps interview that he was penned in at this point to do three major starring roles in movies after this, mm-hmm. and the, which ended up not happening. But right. um, my guess is he was gone after the season. My guess is Ryder Strong probably won it out after the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about... Um, um, not Topanga. What's her real name? <laughs> Danielle Fischel. I don't know about Danielle Fischel, but um, I would imagine they were all kind of over it. Yeah. Um, so what could be done after this except for wait 20 years and do their children? Right. Um, but this was a great start to the season. I worry about the seeds that were planted for Topanga and mostly for Sean. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying Eric still. Um, I I have no problems with Jack and Rachel breaking up. I have no problems with how they handled that. Um, I'm excited to see what comes out of that. Um, but otherwise, and like you said, like so the the Alan and Amy stuff. Alan was gross. It was gross to watch that. Um, but it it was realistic. Um. And and then it was solved. And and a- Amy stood her ground the whole time. Like, that was what was important to me. Mm-hmm. The first time he did it, I went, oh, my God. Like, because that was such a 90s sitcom thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's really, it's it's an all-the-time sitcom thing because it's an all-the-time real-life thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people do we know that are just like, my daughter will never date, but my son, absolutely. Right mm-hmm. now, he's dating and he's eight. Right. Um, and... Watching that happen sucked, and then immediately Amy is like, you're a pig. And I was immediately like, oh, okay, this yeah. is cool. Um, and, and they don't really come to grips with that, I don't think. But roundabout they did, and I hope people saw that, where Alan was like, this isn't about that at all. This is about me losing uh, my last uh, kid. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I still have another one that I can be the boss of. Right. Anyway. Well, and we got, at the end of last season, we were like, "Are they? is Morgan even going to be a thing? Because she gets forgotten so often. Yeah. And now they have a new baby. So it was actually like, it, at least for me, it was great to see going into season seven, Morgan has a C plot. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I feel. I was going to ask you, 
um, if you've ever lived with like an ex or anything like that. But that's what that was going to be my question for you. Um, and the reason I didn't ask it mostly is because you haven't. Also, we talked about TV shows for forever. <laughs> um, but the reason mostly I was going to ask is because I knew then I would just be able to talk about the fact that I've lived with exes. We all know. But it's like, it's so interesting. Like, it's such an interesting dynamic. It's almost impossible to pull off. Oh, were you going to ask that because of, like, Jack and Rachel? Yeah, yeah, because of Jack and Rachel. Rachel is basically like, oh, I thought I thought when you were saying, like, you were fine with us being friends, you were saying you were going to move out. Uh, and Jack is like, what? I know I was going to live here. And I've been in that situation a handful of times where people are just like, or I, or we have stayed living together. We're like, well, we have to live We're together. in this situation right now. Are we? No. Oh, no. We're not. We're, I thought we're you were married. moving out. <laughs> anyway. No, we just got a new bed frame. We're in this forever. <laughs> <laughs> we got a free bed frame. We can't possibly get divorced. Uh, anyway, that's it. We're done. Tanya, yep. tell people where they can find us. Please. Um, you can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group and come chat with us about Boy Meets World. Um, just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved and then you can post to your heart's content. Yep. Oh, and. And. Um. And you can I, fly out to visit us. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was just on this past week's episode of Boy Meets World Fever, having a interesting conversation with Chance and Cameron. Um, that was really really fun, and Chance is just a very intelligent genius, and it, he's just so fascinating. And I know I said it last week too. Like I just love those guys so much. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if for some reason you want to hear me talk some more, then you can go give that a listen. Yep. Also, they're both pretty sick, so best of wishes to them. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we're done? Yeah, I think so. All right. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 1, Do Good. Class dismissed.